When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mouth-watering international test series about to start. Five matches. India hosting England. Let's uh, look at this because there's been some uh, key players sort of ruled out in the last 48 hours. We're delighted to welcome in from the behemoth. That is ESPN Crick Info. Here's their editor, Mr. Andrew Miller. Welcome back to the station. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm very excited about about a big, big old fat test series. Bring it on. Big... A big old fat one. This is not fat. This is morbidly obese. <laughs> Isn't it just? No, it's, it's huge. It's, uh, you know, we've been banging on about basketball for two years now. And uh, this is what it's all about. Testing it in India is probably the ultimate test for, for this new technique that England are taking to test cricket. And um, I think it's going to be fascinating. And they, they might not win, but they might. And that, that, is, that in itself is an improvement on most of England's tours out there in recent times. Silly me, Andrew. I thought the Ashes was the ultimate test of baseball, and the series before that, well, and the series before that. Well, give, give, well, give it, give it, give it, give it till England go out there in um, in two years' time to to play in 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 Australia. The point is, the first time, first time you test right. baseball against one of the big ones overseas. I think that's really what it's about, isn't it? Because England have yeah, been absolutely. overseas for a long time. Yeah, especially prior to McCullum, there's no doubt about that. But what I do know, in 18 matches, they've won 13 uh, with him in charge. Um, and he's, they've charged through uh, playing at a, a frantic pace. Didn't get the result during the Ashes, now did they? But of course, uh, that was pretty tight. That They won the moral Ashes, as the Australians like to remind you at all time. Because morality <laughs> plays in cricket is so important to Australia. They've always been the leading lights on that front. But... You know, after the Ashes, you know, when you took stock of where this test side is at, how did you view it? Well, the Ashes was 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 both a missed opportunity for England and also a, a huge, as you say, a moral victory. It, it was genuinely a moral victory because they did what they set out to do. They set out to entertain and they fought back in such a manner that Australia were clinging on by the end of it. If it hadn't been for rain, uh, two days of rain in, in Old Trafford, they would have lost that series. The, the momentum was all with England. And so, yeah, you're right. The the Aussies do love a bit of moral high ground, but England stole it fair, fair and square on that occasion. So, so yeah, I mean, all, all in all, it's been an, an epic ride. It's been the most exhilarating test cricket I've watched in a long time. And obviously England have been pretty moribund prior to that. Uh, but yeah, this series, I mean, as you mentioned in the intro there, the, the loss of Harry Brook first up and then Virat Kohli. Yes. Um, both of them missing out for 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 um for reasons. It takes a bit of an edge off it, unfortunately. Certainly with Kohli, because he is so he really does personify Test cricket in India at the moment. He's he's the guy that everyone flocks to see. He's probably the the heart and soul of their Test team as well, because he's the one guy who has consistently said that Test cricket remains the number one priority for him over and above everything else he's ever achieved in his career. And you know, a lot of other players give a lip service to Test cricket in this day and age. When Coley says it, I kind of believe it. So it's for him to not be playing these first two tests is a is a shame. But at the same time, I mean, England won't won't complain uh, too bitterly. Um, uh, losing losing the heartbeat of an India team when you're out to try and win win in India for the first time in more than a decade, um, it's a great position for them to be in. 
Virat Kohli was in pretty good nick in South Africa in that basket case of a series. Uh, you know, where runs were very hard to, to come by. Do we know exactly why he's unavailable? It's uh, personal reasons. I don't know the the ins and outs, but um, right. obviously, you know, have, uh, very similar. It sounds to to Harry Brook. There's some some issue at home that uh, needs to be addressed. And you know, in this day and age, when players are touring all over the world at all times, um, you you have to respect it when they when they pull out, especially such a big series. It, it, it wouldn't be wouldn't be for a light reason. Um, so we just look forward to Rajkot. Hope that both of them can come back because it does sound like Brooke may yet return if right. all goes well at home. Um, but I mean, it's all a bit, all a bit up in the air. But in the meantime, no, we just look forward to seeing what what can be done. I mean, you know, there's no getting away from it. It is a huge ask. I think I think uh, India have only lost three home tests in 46. Two of them to Australia, I one know. to England. Last time out, they they crush every everyone who comes near them. But, you know, England have rocked up there with the same old mindset. They've, they've gone into each of their previous series under Brendan McCollum. Basically say, you know what? You lads know how to play cricket. Let's go play golf. You know, have, have a, bit, a bit of a warm-up in the morning. Go play golf in the afternoon. Take our minds off it. Go in there, fresh as a daisy, and basball the hell out of it. And, that, I mean, I, I, it's, it's a faultless strategy as far as I'm concerned. I, it, it really is. It's tapping into the mental side of cricket like nothing has ever been tapped into. And, um, I, you know, I, 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 I can see the logic of, of taking the pressure off these guys. You know, you're in the goldfish bowl at the best of times in international cricket in this day and age, and particularly in test cricket. You know, at least in T20 cricket, it's over and done in three or four hours. You know, when you're on the field for eight, nine hours at a time for five days in a row, um, the idea of, you know, ramping up the pressure and saying this is the most important game you'll ever play, lads, make sure you're focused. is like McCullum said, no, no, none of that. Make sure you're... Make sure you're enjoying yourselves. Make sure you're in the frame of mind to play the shot you want to to the ball that you get. And um, if it goes wrong, we'll have a laugh about it. I mean, I think I think it's a brilliant strategy and it's, it has reaped incredible rewards already. Uh, Andrew Miller, editor of uh, ESPN Crick Info, is with us. When I rattle off Harry Brooks' numbers, test numbers to our audience right now, averages over 60, uh, a strike rate in the 90s. Like, come on, that's, that's bonkers. That sort of outlines how important he is. But... His ability to play spin, probably not as well recognised by those around the world. When you factor in that, it's just a massive loss, isn't it? Isn't he the poster child of baseball in some way? Well, they all are these days. I mean, you know, he he got his chance when when the previous poster boy, Johnny Bairstow, broke his leg so horribly. I mean, Brooke, if it hadn't been for Bairstow slipping on the golf course, there's that golf again, um, slipping on the golf course and breaking his leg so horribly two years ago now, Brooke would probably still be waiting to get his chance, which is extraordinary. But, you know, he, he is, he's really taken the chance to, to come into a side that is just completely cocooned from circumstance and trusting the players to do their best. Zach Crawley is a guy who, you know, he, he was anointed as the king of basketball when he arrived in Australia for the Big Bash recently. He's, he's a guy who's, who's done it the harder way, sort of being in the, in the spotlight all the way. But then come the ashes, because England were bigging up their players and trusting them to do their best even when their numbers weren't stacking up he turns in some of the best performances I've ever seen I mean that 189 was in in the rained off test at Old Trafford was some of the most awesome hitting I've ever seen in my life and we've seen a lot of it of late so you know you, you mentioned spin spin is going to be the huge challenge I mean last time England were out there um, Ashwin and, and Axel Patel in particular I think they put, took 59 wickets between them in, in the series which is just preposterous um, but England really went into their shells when 
the conditions got tough last time around. Because remember, they won that first test last time. Uh, Joe Root, a magnificent double hundred, really set it up. And then when the ball started to spin, they didn't know what to do. And they started trying to block for their lives and, and hang in there at all costs. And eventually, they all, each of them got a, got a ball with their name on it. And by the time they got out, having tried their best, they'd gone nowhere. This time around, if England faced spinning conditions of that ilk, I would expect them to take to fight fire with fire. They'll be they'll be getting down low to sweep it, slog sweep it for six instead of block it for nothing. And you know, if they still get out in 30, 40, 50 overs, they'll have 200, 300 on the board instead of 112. So uh, you know that that that's that I think will be the, the, the tactics. I suspect the, the pitches will spin a lot in this five test series. Um, but as we saw in the World Cup final recently, if um, you know when 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 India over egg their conditions and make it too friendly for their own players, it can come back to bite them if if, if conditions actually help other players get get into the game as well. So um, it's going to be fascinating. I think there's an awful lot awful lot at stake. I mean, you know, when you've won so much at home as well, the pressure will be on India to not drop the ball. Whereas England are going out there with a bit of free hit, and it's like, well, you know what. We're not really expected to win, but we believe we can win. And that, that, I think, will be a lot of the battle won. Certainly not the same spotlight, the heat of the spotlight, uh, this series, than uh, the one previously, uh, going back maybe 80 months or so. My, my dates might be wrong, but the Pakistan series, where they scored at five and a half runs and over, scored 500 in a day. I, I think people were, were questioning whether or not, uh, you know, baseball can play in conditions like that. So they have proven it, but... Um, um, are you guessing, like I am, that those surfaces in comparison to what they're going to find in India will be relatively flat? That you might see Mohammad Siraj and Jasper Boomer bowl about four overs, and then it will be raining <laughs> well, potentially. From, from day dot. I think I think potentially it will. I mean, certainly um, India have seen what England can do when the conditions are flat. I mean, you know, the subcontinent is a big old place, and as uh, as we know, you know, you do get a variety of pitches. So there is a definite chance there'll be one or two flatties in the in the course of a five-set series. But I sense that given what they've seen England can do on flat ones, and bear in mind they they chased down 378 at Edgebaston two summers ago to, to win a test against India. So these guys have seen what England can do playing basketball already. And you know, that, that was an extraordinary victory because, it was, bear in mind, that series was postponed by COVID. They, they played four tests, then COVID hit, and then they played the final test the following summer. And India had been dominating that series against a, a cowed, negative, introspective England. Uh, they were 2-1 down uh, going into that decider 12 months later. And England were, were a team transformed. So, you know, there, all sorts of people can say all sorts of things about basketball and whether it's a myth or whatever. But India know full well, having seen the, the mental change in England from one series, one summer to the next, that this is a real phenomenon that England are playing with. They really do go out there with absolutely no fear of anyone at the moment. Uh, and so, you know... I suppose there's one caveat to that is we saw what happened when England went out there with a with a bit of expectation at the World Cup recently, and they came a massive cropper uh, in in their defence of the World Cup. So you know they'll they'll know full well that India can trip you up. But I do think there's a massive difference as well in the the way in which England have set themselves up in Test cricket. They really are not focusing on the result. They're not worried about whether they're going to win or lose, which is an extraordinary thing to achieve. They're going into every Test basically not caring about the result or certainly convincing themselves that the result doesn't matter. And in, in so doing, they're able to play their absolute best 
and then suddenly the result will matter because they win more often than they lose. It's it, it's it's a, it's a complete mind Jedi mind trick, frankly, and that's that's entirely <laughs> down to Brendan McCullum's brilliance as, as 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 a test coach and also as a test cricketer. I mean, one one final thing to say about him, you know, we've we've it's easy to forget given what he's achieved with England. He was a massive player in his own right, and at Hyderabad, uh, I think it was 2010, he scored what was it 225 from 300 balls. Yep. I think it's the highest score ever ever made at the ground. And was made by, by England's coach in, in playing in precisely the sort of manner that he'll be telling his guys to play. And I would imagine, so you know, he he has practiced what he preaches. Put it that way. Andrew, what's the England batting lineup? Uh, because no Harry Brock. Moen Ali was batting a number three the last time I saw them play Test cricket. <laughs> he was, yes, remember yeah. Moen Ali back playing Test cricket. So so what is the lineup going to be? Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? I, 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 I suspect Ollie Pope is probably likely to come back at number three, although his his technique against spin has been a little bit ropey in recent times. So they, they may jig it about a bit. I mean, Ben Folks is likely to come into the reckoning as well. I mean, he was probably going to be on the bench and uh, as the wicketkeeper, but but I think Johnny Bairstow will probably be be given the chance to be a batsman again, very much as he was before Brooke took over his role as the, the middle order uh, gun. So he might he might come in the middle order there. Obviously got Stokes fit again, hopefully after his knee operation. Joe Root at four. I mean, it's a pretty powerful middle order, but I suspect we're going to end up with folks at seven. And um, the other option, potentially, is Dan Lawrence, who is, um, who's been flown in, I think it was at the ILT20, but um, he's come in as a replacement for, uh, for Brooke. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets dropped in at number three straight away, maybe ahead of maybe ahead of Pope. He bowls a bit of spin as well, which is, uh, you know, it's a bit of a raggedy action, but it's quite effective and turns sharply. And also he was England's uh, number three, I think he was number three anyway, last time out when they were out in India. And he played a few decent knocks on that tour, uh, pre-Baswell, of course, but he's got experience of that. So he may come in at three. I think it's probably between him and Pope to fill the void and folks takes over the gloves. Uh, of course, can't throw the ball to Stuart Broad anymore. Jimmy Anderson was down on production in the Ashes. Uh, I think rather optimistically, they've picked four seamers for the uh, the series. Uh, I'm not sure how many of them play. So uh, who do you think <laughs> is, uh, there's one figure to lead them to regularly taking 20 wickets? Who is it? Well, Mark Wood is the guy who provides a point of difference in, in all conditions. and uh, But using him as, as one, one of only two seamers really does require it to be pretty raggy conditions. I mean, you don't want to have a situation where you, you're relying on him to bowl long spells and lose his impact. So, I mean, Jimmy Anderson, I would suspect, would be the, be the first man to be picked. There's Ollie Robinson also is out there. He, he had a good time in, in Pakistan in tough conditions, but uh, he had a few injury problems in the summer, so he's not played since, I think, the Headingley Tests, which is a long time ago now. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's all up for grabs. I mean, Jimmy Anderson, what's 42 now? Um, I was just I was researching some, some sort of preview stuff the other day, and funnily enough, I found an interview I did with him uh, 2016. He had, a, he had a broken shoulder. Uh, of all the horrible things to have as a fast bowler. And he was 34. This was 2016, eight years ago. I was in an interview with him. And it was the, <laughs> the, the question I asked him was, so, Jimmy, you know, do you feel like your body's letting you down? Are you worried you're going to have to sort of pick and choose to make sure your career prolongs? And he, he gave me the absolute dagger. said, absolutely no way, mate. I'm, I'm not finished yet. And that was eight years ago. I mean, <laughs> it makes me look like a bit of a chump. But, yeah, it was a legitimate question to ask back then. And eight years later, he's still going strong. I mean, as you say, he had a tough ashes, but um, he's not finished. And, you know, he, he will have taken the licks from that summer, gone away, worked harder, 
and uh, he'll be out to prove a point yet again because he spent he spent the last decade of his career proving he's not finished, and um, usually he's right. What, what drives him these days? Like 183 tests is a fast bowler. Is, is he? Is he targeting 200? I, I don't know if he's driven by numbers. Well, what makes him get out I think of bed in the morning and keep going? I mean, I, you know, honestly, honestly, I mean, it's hard to believe given given what a grumpus he can be, but he's driven by the love of the game. He absolutely loves <laughs> yeah. it. He absolutely loves it. He's a complete badger. He loves tinkering with his action and making sure he's, <laughs> you know, he's keeping up to date with all the latest wobble seam deliveries and, and you know, whatever else he can do. I, I, I think... <laughs> I think um, Sachin Tendulkar said he actually bowled reverse, reverse swing in one spell um, in 2012 in India. So, you know, make it that what you will. But yeah, I, it's genuine. It's double a negative. Game and also probably just, yeah, double negative, but it makes a big positive, presumably. <laughs> positive, but, uh, yep. but, you know, he, he just loves it. And he's, he's not dead yet. <laughs> he's not dead yet. We'll wrap this up. In summary, is the one key battle, the English batsman up against that, that, that trio, Axar Patel, Jadeja, Ashwin. My Lord, they're, they're frighteningly accurate, those three. And the one key battle, as far as I'm concerned, it's Joe Root. I think Joe Root had a tough time at the World Cup, but Joe Root is England's undisputed world-class batsman, pure batsman. Yeah. Uh, you know, ben Stokes is, is, is a world-class player. But in terms of actual gun, world-class, all-time greats, Joe Root is the best thing that England ever produced in batting terms, in my opinion. And he had a magnificent series last time out, that double century in Chennai, after all. Uh, if he can find form and just lead the line and, and play with the, the poise, you know, the footwork, the, the sweeps, all the things that he does so well against the spinners, he can just set the tempo for this team. And, um, you know, he doesn't need to play basketball. He's good enough just to, just to be himself and he'll still score a quicker rate than most people. But if he has a good series, England have got a chance. If he has a bad series, it could be 5-0. Yeah, and uh, cue wild overreaction if he gets caught scooping at third man. Um, uh, precisely. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Wonderful treat having you on. Thank you so much for offering so much of your time. Wonderful insights. Uh, you know, we're all Switzerland down here. We're, we're neutrals. Fascinated to see how this one plays out. R- really, really are. You know, it's, you know, it's hard. I, I think begrudgingly we'll support England. Normally the rule is anyone but England oh, um, or anyone but Australia. <laughs> but, but India... Uh, you know, it just seems that the, the deck of cards are stacked in their favour all the time over there. It would be nice to see someone actually beat them on their shores. Yeah, well, I must admit, I was supporting Australia in the World Cup final. I mean, it, it pained me to do so, but, uh, you know, I guess, I guess that's, that's what happens when you turn to the superpower. Everyone, everyone's gunning for you. <laughs> Good on you, mate. All the very best. Enjoy the series. Appreciate your time. Great pleasure. All the best.